What's happening? Thanks for joining us. It is July the 7th. Am I right in that? Let me double check my phone. I don't know what day it is anymore. Pandemic. Different rules. Yep. Tuesday, July 7th. Podcast. John Lund with you from KMBR Radio in San Francisco. It is the Caboose Pistol Podcast. You can check out all stories because we post them and the podcasts and video and all sorts of stuff at caboosepistol.com. Uh, you can get in touch with the show. Very simple. It can be a couple of different ways. Hey, at caboosepistol.com, and I'll read your comments on the air, and we will have a uh, listener feedback segment. Hey, at caboosepistol.com, or I'd rather have your voice on the show because it breaks up the monotony of my voice going blah, blah, blah. So 508-296-4949, 508-296-4949. You can leave a message there, and the best stuff feedback, questions, et cetera, we will put on the uh, podcast. You can follow us at Caboose Pistol on Twitter, at John Lund Radio on Twitter as well. That is me. And uh, also on Instagram and Facebook, at John Lund Radio. So any of those ways, and you can listen to me on KMBR weekdays from uh, 10 to 2 with Greg Papa. So that's the way to do it. Thank you for tuning in to the Caboose Pistol. Without further ado, let's get after it. You know how it works by now, I think. I think. I may have to explain it a couple of more times, but it is pretty simple. Uh, we started out with the biggest story of the day. It is your big lead. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. All right, thank you very much, Ron Burgundy. Uh, the story today, look, if you haven't listened to me before, if you haven't listened to the podcast before, I like to have fun and rather have fun. Uh, I don't necessarily like talking about COVID-19 or some of the issues. I want to talk about sports. I want to talk about fun. The, the, the podcast is a little bit of everything, whatever I'm kind of feeling on that day. But I think this is a an important lead. Deshaun Jackson, the Philadelphia Eagles wide receiver, says he has no hatred towards the Jewish community. And he did issue an apology, which I will play for you momentarily. Um, but Monday night on his Instagram feed, he featured a quote that he attributed to Hitler, said that uh, white Jews uh, will blackmail America, quote unquote. They will extort America. Uh, their world domination won't work if the Negroes know who they were. Uh, he also posted two uh, posts on Instagram on Saturday and Monday expressing admiration uh, for Farrakhan, whom the uh, Anti-Defamation League, Southern Poverty Law Administration, uh, they have identified him as anti-Semitic. Anti-Semitic comments from Deshaun Jackson. The Eagles responded. They said, we have spoken with Deshaun about his social media posts. Regardless of his intentions, the message he shared were offensive, harmful, and absolutely appalling. They have no place in our society and are not condoned or supported in any way by this organization. By the way, the owner... Uh, Jeffrey Lurie, and the general manager, Howie Roseman, are both Jewish. Now, Deshaun Jackson has apologized. So let me play the Deshaun Jackson apology for you, and then we'll discuss as today's big lead. I've been getting a lot of backlash and uh, you know feedback from an Instagram post that I put on my, uh, my Instagram story. I just want to, you know, first off, extend an apology on the behalf of me and uh, what I stand for because, you know, I... I'm one that's fair and I, I never want to put any race down or any people down. And, uh, you know, my post was definitely not intended for any anybody of any race to feel any type of way, especially the Jewish community. Um, when I posted what I posted, I, I definitely um, 
didn't mean it to the extent that you guys took it. And I, I just wanted to let you guys know that I'm, you know, very apologetic. And I just want you guys to understand that it, it never was intended to be, you know, to put any race down or any religion down. Um, you know, I post things on my story all the time. And, um, you know, I just probably shouldn't have never posted anything that Hitler did because Hitler was a bad person. And I uh, that's fair. Hitler was a bad person. Um, yep, you're right. Uh, the thing about Deshaun Jackson is, is we are in a society, as we all know, that is striving for racial equality and really equality in all ways. In all ways. So if you continually spew through your social media hatred, doesn't it hurt the cause of equality you're trying to get? You're trying to get Deshaun Jackson equality. You're 33 years old. You're very smart. You're way too smart to be posting things like this. Now, the thing from a sports standpoint that I think is going to be interesting here, and so far as I'm taping this, it is Tuesday afternoon. Uh, the Eagles have released a statement, as I read to you before, but they've not done nothing else. Uh, a lot of times what happens in sports when you have a situation like this, A, you obviously have to weigh the act itself. And again, in any time in our society, this would be unacceptable. Uh, but especially now when we are trying to strive for equality, racial equality, religious, uh, gender, just every part of equality, and I said this yesterday in the podcast, if not now, when? Let's just do it all, right? That's what it's all about. So it's completely unacceptable. Then you throw in the fact that you have a Jewish owner and a Jewish GM, and you just posted numerous anti-Semitic uh, comments, references, it's a bad thing, obviously. And so here's a man who's 33 years old who caught nine, count them, nine passes for the Eagles. And a lot of people like to bury their head in the sand and say, well, that doesn't matter. Look, the better you are, the more chances you get. It's, it's quite simple. Deshaun Jackson's at the tail end of his career. He's 33 years old, and he just insulted the owner and the general manager. That's not a good thing. Uh, we'll see what happens with this. Uh, the apology to me was not overly sincere. Uh, when people put the onus on you, uh, if you were offended, those type of things, as he did, then that's not a true apology. You can tell a true apology. You just can. It's, it's sincere. You can feel it. You know it. That didn't seem sincere to me. Uh, Deshaun Jackson is a member of the Philadelphia Eagles, but the question would be for how long? All right, that is the big lead today in the Caboose Pistol. Check it all out at caboosepistol.com. Five stories today that you have to know. Let's lighten things up a bit. Uh, really interesting yesterday when the Patrick Mahomes news broke. I don't know if you heard this yet, but her name is Kate Camlin. She works at Plaza Liquor in Kansas City. About two hours before Patrick Mahomes signed his now record contract that could be worth over $500 million, and before Adam Schefter could get to it, a member from the Chiefs front office goes into the liquor store where she is the beer manager and bought six bottles of Dom to celebrate what he said to her was, quote-unquote, a big signing. He said, it's not Chris Jones, of course, the defensive tackle, so my guess, it's a Mahomes deal. That's what he told her. Do you realize nowadays that everybody is a reporter? She has a phone, so what did she do? Well, of course, she tweeted that, that, that she thinks Patrick Mahomes was going to um, sign an extension. Somebody within, like, Chiefs Kingdom and or one of those websites or whatever, uh, she actually deleted it. He saw it. He, of course, took a picture of the tweet, screenshot, and it went out, and she's the one who actually 
broke the news, not Adam Schefter. Then, later that night, Adam Schefter actually sent a direct message on Twitter that said, well done, keep me posted the next time some Chiefs employee buy six bottles of bubbly, be well, and stay healthy. So I guess all these people, and I would too, I'd do this, I'd try to get her on my show, especially if I was in Kansas City, all these media members have reached out to her and want her on their shows or podcasts or whatever it is now, and she, uh, Kate Camlin, uh, very nicely, very politely, has declined. This is what she put up on social media. Hi, everyone. Um, this is crazy and weird. <laughs> um, I've been getting a lot of contacts from media and, um, you know, requests for interviews and things, and I just, uh, I haven't really been responding. I kind of unplugged because it's been a lot overwhelming. Um, so it's just been really wild. Um, <laughs> so I'm pretty much just going to get back to, like, tweeting and posting about beer and um, video games and, like, food and dogs. So there you go. Uh, she doesn't want to be in the media spotlight more than she needs to be. Kate, Katie Camlin, Plaza Liquor Store, Kansas City, actually broke the news of Pat Mahomes signing the extension, and she does not want to be in the light anymore, in the spotlight anymore. She wants to get back to beer and booze. I think I want to marry her. Uh, number two is on your uh, top five stories today. Johnny Depp and Amber Heard and this whole thing. They're in a British court right now suing each other. Uh, big-time battle lawsuit in a British court. And uh, he dropped something. Well, she actually dropped something. He claimed he decided to divorce Amber Heard after she defecated in their marital bed as a quote-unquote prank, as he denied hitting her and said she had abused him throughout their marriage. Now, this has been released for a long time. It's hard to believe that they didn't get along if you listen to this. Punched me in the You're fucking right. thing and you, you in the face. Out. And you said, no, fucking, I, no, I didn't. What the fuck are you talking about? And I, I watched you lie. You. And then I, I didn't punch you, and by the I, way. You, I'm sorry that I didn't uh, you, uh, uh, hit you me. across the face in a proper slap, but I was hitting you. It was not punching you. Babe, you're not punched. Don't tell me what it feels like to be punched. You, you know, even a lot of fights have been around a long time. I know. Wow. I mean, look, I've not, got, I've not gotten along with a fairer sex many times. Never been physical with a woman in my life. Those two don't sound like they get along. And apparently the uh, final straw was when Amber Heard uh, dropped a deuce where he sleeps. Apparently she called it a harmless prank. I can just tell you this. That when it comes to those kind of things, and now I could be wrong, and again, you can feedback, hey, at CaboosePistol.com, CaboosePistol.com. Uh, you can call the, the line, what, however you want to uh, communicate with the show. Um, I, my general rule, uh, six to eight months to, uh, for flatulence in a relationship, in, it, like, I would prefer if the woman didn't, but it, let's say one slips out, that's fine. Middle of the night, it happens as well when someone's sleeping. But I mean, just to just be like, to be comfortable enough, I don't know, six to eight months. Some people think years. Some people think never. My current girlfriend is like, I will never, ever uh, intentionally fart in front of you. And I'm like, that's, that's fine. That's good. I like that. Um, I was married for 12 years. I'm not a good married person, but that's a whole nother story. I was married for 12 years. I don't believe I defecated in front of my ex-wife ever. And she certainly did not. Very girly girl. She definitely did not in front of me. Um, she may have walked in accidentally. I may have not locked the door, but I, never, uh, never. So anyway, um, there you go. But uh, that apparently was the final straw and broke up the what sounds like a very harmonious relationship between Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. I'm sure that is a fun court case 
to follow. All right. Uh, yeah, we don't want to talk about coronavirus constantly, but this is kind of interesting. Tom Hanks, who, of course, I think was the first known celebrity or one of the first known celebrities to uh, contract the uh, coronavirus. He was on the Today Show this morning, and he is upset over our nation's response. What has what has lingered here is this societal question, really, of doing our part. I, I don't. I don't want to invoke. I, not everything I say has to be tied to somehow, uh, you know, the war effort uh, back mm-hmm. in the uh, in, in, in during World War II. But there was there was a a sensibility that permeated all of society, which was do your part. We're all in this together, uh, and that meant doing your doing your part. Meant there was there was a tiny bit of stuff that you could do in order to aid the ongoing stasis of an effort that had no sign of its conclusion. World War II went on for an awfully long time, a big portion of everybody's lives. They didn't know that it was going to come to an end, and we don't know what's going to happen with COVID-19. The idea of doing one's part, though, should be so simple. Mm-hmm. Wear a mask, social distance, wash your hands. Mm-hmm. That alone means you are contributing to the betterment of your house, your work, your town, your society as a whole. And it's such a small thing. And I don't I I, I don't I, I, it's a mystery to me how somehow that has been wiped out out of out of uh, what should be ingrained in the behavior of us all. That was on the Today Show. Tom Hanks talking about the uh, response, at least the second time through. I think at the beginning of this whole thing, we were pretty good, right? You heard about flattening the curve and, and all these different things and wash your hands and social distance and wear a mask, and I think we were pretty good. And then what we have gotten, and I have to credit Sean Doolittle every time, Washington National Speecher, every time I use this phrase, but we have gotten virus fatigue, right? We've gotten virus fatigue. We feel like, hey, it's been 100 days. I mean, we've done our part. Well, no, we haven't. It's it, We're on that there this timeline. We're on the virus timeline. And we've decided as the weather's gotten nicer, it, we're just not going to do that anymore. In, in fact, in today's A-hole of the day, I will play something for you of a random guy in Florida that's absolutely unbelievable to me, but it's very believable in what we're going through in today's society. And I don't mean to be preachy, and I hope I'm not. All I'm simply saying is that when you hear Tom Hanks say that, think about this for a second, okay? Masks are not political uh, at all. It's not about what party you belong to. What it is about is simple. And I thought America was about this. Let's help each other out. It's very simple. It's not about you. And think how simplistic this sounds, because it sounded to me like Tom Hanks was kind of struggling because it was so easy. You ever have that? Somebody asks you a question and it's almost too easy. I don't mean two plus two is four, but just something that it's like, what, are you trying to fool me? Wear a mask, wash your hands, social distance. It's the easiest thing ever. It's simplistic. I almost feel like I got to hit my head over the hit my uh, myself over the head with like a cartoon mallet 50 times. This is what you're asking me to do to save other people. This is what you're asking me to do so that my family doesn't get infected. This is what you're asking me to do so that we can have the return of our economy so that if you're a sports fan listening to the podcast, we can have football and baseball and basketball. It's all I need to do. If you do these three things, that's your part. You don't have to give a million dollars. You don't have to run a marathon. You don't have to hold your breath for 10 minutes. You don't have to take an ice cold bath. You don't have to do anything. You can breathe through the mask. I'm not in good shape. I went on a hike the other day. It was 90 degrees the entire time because the trail was, was uh, busier than I thought it would be. I actually had to put a mask on. It wasn't overly enjoyable, but I, I hiked for five miles 
We did about an hour and a half, hour and, I don't know, 45, and it was fine. I, I had no problem. I could breathe through the mask. In fact, I was, I was watching this video of, of uh, Tom Hanks, and the first comment below it on Twitter, it was the Today Show, was something along the lines of, my American rights, and you will not take my, uh, my God's breath away. And I thought, that's, are you, really? Like, you're not getting it? And again, I don't want to get overly complicated. This is not political at all in any way, shape, or form. It's a mask. It's washing your hands and staying six feet away from someone that, to be honest with you, this is how we are as Americans. If I told you to stand right next to him, you would stand six feet away. If I tell you six feet away, you want to stand right next to him. That's how we are. It's very simplistic. I'm sorry for being on the soapbox on this one. All right, number, where are we at? Number four, Andrew McCutcheon uh, was on a podcast recently. And uh, I know Andrew McCutcheon a little bit. He's a tremendous guy on and off the field, very thoughtful, very smart. Well, he got traded from the San Francisco Giants a couple of years ago before he signed with the Phillies, and he played the end of the season with the New York Yankees. But he says it is time to do away with the policy. Remember, uh, McCutcheon at one point had uh, dreads when he was with the uh, Pirates. Uh, he had a, He's always had a bit of a scruff until he went to the Yankees, so it looked a little weird. But through the years, this obviously has happened. Guys, if they want to play for the, uh, the New York Yankees, you got to shave. You got to. You can have a mustache like Manningly did, but you got to cut your hair. You got to shave. Andrew McCutcheon said that's. Uh, it's time for that to end. Uh, even though it's the same game, um, you definitely feel a sense of. Uh, you know, like you feel a little more in a sense powerful when you put that uniform on. But um, yeah, those policies, shaving, and uh, let Jersey speak for itself. Um, I definitely do think it takes away from from our individualism um, as, as players and as people. Um, we, we express ourselves in, in different ways. For me, when I was on the Pirates and uh, me having my dreadlocks, I'd be lying to you if I said if I had to go to the – got traded over to the Yankees and I said, you got to shave your hair. I, I, you know, for me, that was a very tough thing to do uh, because that was who I was. That, that was how I expressed myself. That's who made me Andrew McCutcheon. That's how people noticed who I was. Um, you know, I, it made me unique. Um, so – um, I think, especially in this year, the year of 2020, I, I think, um, you know, I, I just feel like these, these things are, are should be things that uh, people should take at heart and, and realize that, you know, we, we have a way of expressing ourselves in different ways. And I definitely feel like maybe there should be some change there in the, in the future. Who knows when? But, yeah, it, it, those are just one of the, the, the many things. Um, uh, there's Andrew McCutcheon, a recent podcast talking about whether the Yankees should ch finally change their long policy, no beards, no uh, long hair, those kind of things. Look, I, I, I think it's beyond time. There's an arrogance with the Yankees, and I know they're trying to be different, and I know they're trying to make people conform. And what, they, what Andrew McCutcheon talked about, individuality, the Yankees don't want individuality. And if you're for it, you're saying, uh, don't the Yankees have the most championships? Yeah, look, in, as Andrew McCutcheon said at the beginning of that, when you're on the Yankees, and I'll take his word for it because I never will be, uh, it does feel different. Absolutely. There are guys who have gone there, Ed Whitson and many others, who just couldn't handle the stage of New York. It is different. There's no question about it. But to me, it's time. Uh, number and it, Again, I, it's not that I'm against the Yankees. It's just I am for individualism, but I'm also for the fact that, look, if a guy wants to have a couple of days growth on his face, then that's what he's going to have. If a guy wants to have his is a beard and it's really nice and beards have been in for a long time, then fine. That's the way it's going to be. I've always been that way. The Yankees have an arrogance about them. It's probably not going to change anytime soon. And 
I think that's the way it's going to continue to be. But it is time to make a change, if you ask me. Speaking of change, number five on the list today of the five stories you got to know about, the Redskins minority owners want out. Daniel Snyder says he'll look into changing the Redskins' name. Of course you will, because Nike said they're going to take you off the shelves. Uh, and others have said that they are going to financially remove uh, themselves from the Redskins if you don't make a change. So they are going to make a change. It's just a matter of when and how. And I've, I've, I've told you before, when I made Daniel Snyder the a-hole of the day, he is actually going to reap the rewards when all the fans have to go out and rebuy gear with the new name and logo and so forth on it. By the way, the odds have come out. Red Tails, 3-1 to one for the Redskins. Generals, 4-1, to one, which, as I've said before, can't happen because weren't the Washington Generals... Weren't, isn't that the team that was the foil of the Harlem Globetrotters? That's the losingest team of all time. Uh, Presidents, Lincolns, Lincolns, by the way, Lincoln's six to one, Red Tails three to one, Generals four to one, Presidents five to one, Americans ten to one, Memorials ten to one. Uh, anything else here? Roosevelt's twelve to one, uh, Renegades twenty two to one, Hogs, which is not going to happen, but you remember the ode to the offensive line fifty to one. By the way. Without any kind of political statement, the Trumps, 500 to 1. By the way, the Indians are talking about changing their name as well, which means they will too. Spiders, 3 to 1, which I kind of like. Naps, I'm not calling my team the Naps, 4 to 1. Guardians, 5 to 1. Buckeyes, uh, that's in Columbus, 6 to 1. Uh, What else? Wild Things, of course, uh, the movie, Rick Vaughn. Uh, that's a Charlie uh, Sheen thing. I don't think you want to uh, affiliate yourself in any way, shape, or form with Charlie Sheen. Eight to one. Blue Sox, nine to one. Don't we already have enough? We have red and white Sox. Do we need blue? Maybe. Uh, rocks, I'm not opposed to that. Cleveland Rocks, uh, 10 to one on that one. So there you go. Cleveland Indians, Washington Redskins. Those are the odds on the potential new names for those teams who will change their name. All right, let's get going. It is time in the Caboose Pistol. John Lund with you, KMBR Radio in San Francisco. We do this every day. It is time for your asshole of the day. He's an asshole. Major asshole. How many assholes we got on this ship anyhow? Yo! What an asshole! He's a special kind of asshole. What an asshole! What's his name? Uh, I'm not sure what his name is. I'm not sure what his name is, but he was a Florida man, and he was caught on camera throwing a temper tantrum after an elderly woman, key elderly woman, asked him to wear a mask at a Fort Myers, Florida, Costco. Now we know about what's going on in Florida right now, don't we? There's a massive surge in Florida in coronavirus. Cases. We do know that for a fact. Now, again, this guy's got a, a red T-shirt that says running the world since 1776, and it's got the American flag there. So he's a very proud American, and there's certainly nothing wrong with that. But this was his reaction. Again, an elderly woman, an elderly man are the ones filming and asking him to please put on a mask. Florida guy in the Fort Myers Costco is today's asshole of the day. You are coming close Back to me. Off. Threaten me again. Dance. Back the f- off. Put your f- phone down. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You are coming close to me. You are coming close to me. Back off. 
threaten me again. Dude. Hey, Roids, it's a mask, a breathable mask. It's not a ball gag. It's the, These are two older people. An elderly woman said, would you please put on a mask? I feel threatened. Look, I feel threatened every single day. That's no excuse. I don't want to go through the whole thing that I went through with Tom Hanks when I played that. It's a mask. It's not a political statement. It's not hard to breathe. It's just a mask. You go out, you wear it, you come home. And most people don't work out in our country anyway, so it's not like, oh, I can't breathe. We've seen these things. I, I can't. Yes, you can. Thanks, Scottsdale Mayor. That was brilliant what you did. It, it, honestly, it's like talking to children. I don't want to make that big of a deal over this whole thing. I don't. But you don't have to treat other people like that. We're all going through a tough time. Think for a second for the other person. It was an, it was an older woman. You aren't threatened. You shouldn't feel threatened. You weren't threatened. But I will give you this. You are today's asshole of the day. I'm an asshole, and I'm proud of it. Yes, you are uh, an asshole. And you are the asshole of the day going crazy on someone. And that pretty much goes for everybody that has done that to somebody through this whole thing. Everyone, we often, we probably see this once a day, people freaking out uh, on people uh, for the mask situation. So there you go. All right. Um, we always follow up in the Caboose Pistol podcast with, if we do an asshole of the day, let's even this thing out and let's do one good thing to make you feel good. Uh, today on my show on KMBR in San Francisco, we had a guy on and you may not remember the name because he was a bit of a journeyman. His, his name was Travis Ishikawa. Well, Travis was an outfielder first baseman for the San Francisco Giants. He had bounced around. He had originally been drafted by the Giants, went to the Pirates, a bunch of different teams. And he came back in 2014, and he hit a home run, Cardinal fans will remember, off, Mike, uh, off Michael Walker. And it sent the – it was a walk-off home run in the game. It was a World Series uh, – it was an N – not a World Series clinching, but a National League pennant clinching home run for a guy who earlier on in the year was contemplating retirement. It's a great story. Well, we had him on the show today to talk about a number of different things, but one thing I asked him about, because we all think the glitz and the glamour and the money and all these kind of things, but in 2014, Travis Ishikawa talks about his uh, travels around baseball from the Pirates to the Giants to the White Sox to the Yankees to all these different teams, and finally his wife just said, call me when we get some stability here. We start out the conversation, and again, it'll make you feel good, Travis Ishikawa was talking about sitting on the Pirates bench. Now, this is a left-handed hitting first baseman, Travis Ishikawa. And he looks up on the big screen, and the Pirates had just were announcing that they had just acquired Ike Davis. Well, Ike Davis is a left-handed hitting first baseman. So he knew at that time tomorrow he was not going to be a member of the Pittsburgh Pirates. Davis gets acquired. You see it on the board. You're like, damn. I gotta pack yeah. my bag. I mean, look, it's fun and, and it's awesome, and everybody. I think every kid at one point or another in his life is like, I want to be a baseball player, an athlete of some type. But man, it is it is tough, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, you know, again, I got the I got the consolador. You know, we were we didn't want you to find out that way on the big right. screen, and yeah. uh, you know, but but yeah, going back to the the travel. I mean, going back to thirteen, I was with. Triple uh, A Norfolk. I got called up to Baltimore. Um, we met the, I met the team on the road. Five days later, we were back in Baltimore. The family at the time it was my wife and my three kids, um, all under the age of 
well, I think my oldest was 11, and the next two were, you know, five and seven or something, and four and four and six. And so they fly across country from, from California, meet me there. We were there for about six, seven days. That's when I got designated. So the next day we flew all the way back to California from Baltimore. A week later, the Yankees claimed me, so I took a, I took a red-eye to New York. They followed me out the next day taking a red-eye to New York. So they were there for two whole days before I got designated. So then we flew back all the way back to California. And then a week later, I signed the minor league deal with the White Sox. So I was flying back to Charlotte. And my wife goes, I'm not flying a third time across the country with just kid by myself. If you get up to Chicago, I'll see you up there. And I didn't get to see him again the rest of the season. I'm not asking you to feel sorry for Travis Ishikawa because he was a journeyman baseball player. But we can all relate to the fact that you have young kids and your wife and you're trying to do right by him. And again, it's glitz, it's glamour, it's money, it's all those different things. But this guy's going to like four different teams in 10 days. He's trying to drag a family behind him. And she finally says, you know what? I'm done. If you get up to Chicago with the White Sox, let me know. If you're just going to stay in Charlotte, we're not following you. Anyway, it's a great interview. Uh, make you feel good. And in 2014, he hits a home run that that puts the team that originally drafted him, but he had been on a bunch of other teams between up and down, up and down, up and down. And he hit a home run that put the San Francisco Giants into the World Series. And he's just a really cool guy. So hopefully that will make you feel good after the a-hole of the day. Uh, we'll give you the world-famous Caboose Pistol. That finishes all of the Caboose Pistol podcast. And again, everything at CaboosePistol.com. So if there's something that you want more on as far as stories or you want to see a video of something and it's there's a story there too, like a couple that I'm going to bring up in the Caboose Pistol, just go to CaboosePistol.com. This will be the time that we will do the listener feedback right before the Caboose Pistol couple of different ways you can get in touch with the Caboose Pistol Podcast. 508-296-4949. 508-296-4949. Leave your voice there and uh, give us your questions. Uh, we will uh, answer the questions. I love having people on the show because, as you can see, I like to play a lot of different sound. I like you to hear what's going on. I don't like to just tell you and read it. It's monotonous. So what I like to do is I like to play a lot of sound for you. So if you call, it's a good message. I'll put it on the show and we'll do it as a listener feedback. We'll put three or four on every single week or every single day uh, to put uh, to put on the show. So again, listener feedback line is 508-296-4949 or hey at caboosepistol.com. So any, any of those ways will go or you can go to caboosepistol.com and there's a feedback section there and we'll take the best stuff from uh, those ways to get in touch with the show all right if you're new uh caboose pistol we always have three or four crazy stories they seem to happen it doesn't matter if there's coronavirus or not there is always caboose pistol stuff going on so let's finish the show with the caboose <laughs> the old caboose pistol everybody has one <laughs> did you say caboose pistol? i know some women who could hide a machine gun in there yeah I do not, I say this every time, I do not know any women that could hide a machine gun in there. But, as it will be, let's give you uh, some of the stories that you need to know. Let's start here. Uh, July 4th. It was a little bit different this year, right? July 4th, well, it was a lot different this year, actually. But not as different as what this couple went through. Actually, there was four of them on a boat near Tampa Bay. So, let me give you the story of the baby born on a boat on the 4th of July. Baby on board now has a brand new meaning for this Dunedin family. He was ready. I have 
I haven't delivered that fast ever. John and Amber Easterday, along with their two children and family friends, were out on Old Tampa Bay this 4th of July when Amber started having contractions. Our friends that were on the boat were driving and distracting our children that we had on the boat. Um, so my husband had called 911. They were walking him through it. But before medics could make it on board to help the Easter days, the baby's head was coming out. John Easter Day directed the boat to Courtney Campbell Beach, where Clearwater Fire and Rescue were finally able to deliver baby Aiden, who was 10 days early. The medics actually got on the boat right when they needed to be. So about a minute later, they delivered the baby. It was, about, they, it was probably about. I don't know, three, it's probably about three to four minutes from when they boarded the boat to when the baby was out and I was cutting the umbilical cord. The Easter Days tell WFLA.com their 4th of July certainly was explosive and one they won't soon forget. Well, I would hope they wouldn't forget. They had a child on July 4th. But let me back up here. So there's, a, there's four people going on this boat. Looks like a, a pontoon boat. And she's extremely pregnant. And you know that going in. But you're thinking to yourself, okay, well, they would know. Now, the baby was a few weeks early, as you heard in the news report. But still, I'm going out. I want to have a couple of beers. We're hanging out. All of a sudden, ah, the water breaks, and she's having a baby. I, I, I don't want to look. Like, it, it, thank God for those paramedics coming when they did. Because, look, I don't know how close those families were, but I don't want to be that close. I guess I would have to help you deliver the baby if I had to deliver it. But I don't want to be that close. I'm just saying. Uh, by the way, congratulations. Uh, number two on the list for the uh, boost pistol today. The Boone County, this is in North Carolina, Sheriff's Office says an intoxicated man upset after losing an arm wrestling contest to his son fired two shots inside his home and held authorities at bay for nearly eight hours this morning. Now, look, I'm not going to read the rest of it because the thing that came to mind, and if, if you're of a certain age, you will know where I'm going on this. Arm wrestling was just never a thing for me. You know, maybe at a bar, a tough guy would do it or a big guy would do it. I'm not a big guy. I'm not a tough guy. I'm not a strong guy. I was just never a, an arm wrestling. I just wasn't in arm wrestling ever. I always thought of it of, of somebody who's going to break my arm off or something like that. But the thing I did think as I read that story was that Sylvester Stallone was in a movie. And I had to look it up. I don't know this off the top of my head. I really don't. I, you think I do, and I don't. I'm not embarrassed. If I, if I did know, I, I would tell you. It was called Over the Top, and it was in 1987. And after the Rocky movies and after the Rambo movies, they're thinking, what could he possibly do? Well, he could arm wrestle. Uh, here's the trailer. The world has always bet against Lincoln Hawks. This guy's nothing. Why'd you leave us? It won't happen again. What my grandson found, I don't care how you do it. Do it. But a winner never listens to the odds. Whatever happens, I want you to stay with him. Where would we end up? Together is all I can guarantee. You ain't got a prayer in Vegas. You never had anything, so you have nothing to lose. All I want to do is hurt him, cripple him, Get him off the table. All I care about is you. You're my boy, you understand? The world beats nobody halfway. Now is the time to do for yourself. I love you. Over the top, Dad, over the top. Come on! Sylvester Stallone.
over the top. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I looked it up as well. Uh, that movie made $16 million in 1987. Don't ask me to do math. I have no idea what kind of box office that would be today. Not very good. It can't, right? It was a movie about arm wrestling. I just don't see it. I mean, there have been movies I've seen where I walked into the theater where people said it's about this or that, and I said, eh, and then it turned out to be good. So I don't know. It's just, like I said, I was never an arm wrestler. And so I know this. Look, have I come across this movie late at night? Potentially. But I didn't keep it there very long. I don't remember it. I had to look up the name. It just, I knew that there had been an arm wrestling movie that uh, Sylvester Stallone had been in. Another story for the uh, Caboose Pistol Day on the Caboose Pistol Podcast. Authorities say a golfer was accidentally shot by another man attempting to shoot a woodchuck on his property late Monday morning. According to, uh, this must be in Kansas, Dodge County. Uh, they were called to the golf club uh, on State Highway 67, Shortly after 11 a.m. All right, so the first thing, let me, let me just go through the first part. A golfer was accidentally shot by another man attempting to shoot a woodchuck, a woodchuck, how much wood could a woodchuck, chuck of a woodchuck, could chuck wood, on his property. So what did it make me think of? Well, it's not exactly a woodchuck, I'll give you that, but it is a gopher, and it uh, reminded me of Caddyshack and Carl Spackler, played by Bill Murray. I want you to kill every gopher on the course. Check me if I'm wrong, Sandy, but if I kill all the golfers, they're going to lock me up and throw away the key. Golfers! Yeah, great kid, not golfers! The little brown furry rodents! We can do that. Why? We don't even have to have a reason. Do it, man! All right, let's do the same thing, but with golfers. Gosh! <laughs> so good. If you don't have anything to do, and we are in the midst of a pandemic, and largely speaking, you're probably staying at home... Uh, Caddyshack, especially if you're part of the younger demographic, Caddyshack, 1980, would be a really good choice. You could do a lot worse. There you go. That is the Caboose Pistol for today. Uh, baby born on 4th of July on the boat. The arm wrestling over the top, Stallone, 1987, and uh, a chance to play Caddyshack uh, drops and references and stuff because a guy was trying to shoot a woodchuck. How much, chuck could, uh, how much wood could a woodchuck chuck? Woodchuck could chuck wood on his grounds, uh, and it bounced back and hit a golfer. And that is your Caboose Pistol for July 7th, 2020. Yep, it's 2020. July 7th, John Lund with you. Remember, KMBR Radio, weekdays 10 to 2. Tune in, KMBR.com. Uh, make sure you go to the website. More uh, information on all the stories, video to some of the audio, all those things. Enjoy yourself. It is fun. CaboosePistol.com. At Caboose Pistol on Twitter, at John Lund Radio, that's me on Twitter, and at uh, John Lund Radio on Facebook and Instagram as well. And then do remember, if you want to leave your comments, questions, be involved in the show, I'd love to have your voice on the show. 508-296-4949. 508-296-4949. Leave a message and we'll get it on the show. That's the Caboose Pistol podcast for July 7th, 2020.